Hello there and welcome to the Fall in Love with Yourself First podcast. My name is Mandy Tardif. This is episode number 27 and the title of today's episode is How I Have Healed My Relationship to My Own Sexuality. So I want to pause before I dive into this topic just for a moment and I just want to say that I'm no stranger to the fact that topics on sexuality can be triggering and it can be a sensitive topic for many people. Now, what I'm going to be sharing in this episode, just so you know, is my own personal story, my own personal experiences from when I was a teenager till now and I'm in my uh, getting in my later 40s now so I'm just going to be sharing about my journey and how I was very sexually repressed and uh, just not very educated and I was really experiencing a lot of um, unfortunate self-hatred and I just didn't know what I didn't know and there was a lot of pain and there was a lot of suffering as a result of that however where I am today is in an increasingly more beautiful path every day. So this is a story that will end on a lot of hopefully hope and inspiration, motivation, hopefully some healing. Maybe you'll find yourself in my story. Maybe you'll find little nuggets that uh, open up things for you. Maybe there'll be moments where you might get triggered And I just want to say, uh, first and foremost, I have a lot of compassion. And if you, you know, need to talk to somebody after you listen to this podcast, please give yourself the self-love to know that you're worthy of time and space and relief. And if you need to process, please take the time that you need to, to journal and connect the dots for yourself and to reach out to people that you trust in your life where you can process things that may or may not come up. I'm also a life relationship and love coach. So if you do feel uh, a connection to me, to my voice, to me as a person, if you know me or don't know me, uh, by all means, please feel free to reach out and we can talk about coaching. I offer a very non-judgmental, safe place and space to um, let you be witnessed with compassion nurturing caring and then also I'm a coach so I have a very unique ability to be able to see the nuances and the small details that a lot of people can't see in where you might be um, experiencing a blind spot that might be keeping you stuck in some kind of a pattern or a faulty belief so if you're at all interested um, my dms are open you can email me as well Um, You can find me on my website. There's many ways to find me online and many ways to contact me with technology, (laughs) anywhere from texting to emailing to Instagram to Facebook. Um, You can find me in all kinds of places. So I just wanted to throw that in there before we dive into this topic. I I don't really think, although everyone's different, right? Our sensitivity levels are are very different, but I don't don't think this is going to be a super heavy podcast, but 
I also didn't really outline it, so I'm not exactly sure what's going to come out. But I am actually talking about a real story. I'm talking about my, you know, real experiences as of today and where they are today. So these are subject to change as I'm always evolving as you are as well. And this is just, man, this is just just a moment in time right now with what I've discovered, uncovered, healed from. And I think it's a lot of good news. But first, what we have to talk about is where I come from. So on this topic of sexuality, um, you know, more and more, I'm so grateful to report that more and more the topic of sexuality, orgasms, pleasure, um, different ways that we experience pleasure is just becoming more accessible and available. You can go on uh, Spotify right now and you can find several podcasts that openly talk about sacred union, sacred sex, conscious sex, tantric sex, just tantra in general, um, how to pleasure yourself and how important that is to um, allow yourself to experience pleasure Um, lots of podcasts talking about female ejaculation female orgasm and mostly in my opinion it's a lot of people through my experience of all the thousands of podcasts and books that I have um, listened to and read it's mostly people that first experienced the opposite of healthy conscious relating healthy conscious sex and then as a result of their process in their journey they then have experienced sacred union beautiful sexual experiences the power and the healing ability of sex and sex not just being intercourse sex being many different ways that you can express your intimacy with another and connection and so i love that there we're in a in an era where we are talking about this more and more because I wasn't when I was growing up it wasn't talked about it was it, I got kind of a message uh, through the church that I went to um, through just my upbringing through what I observed through movies through you know just in the in the 80s I was just getting these messages that like sex was it seemed it was important and but it was something that you kind of kept hush hush i remember finding pornography magazines in my uncle's home underneath his bed and i remember like looking at them and just knowing or feeling that there was just something i wasn't supposed to be doing and then this was like bad or wrong or like i i didn't go home and tell my mom and my dad I remember seeing naked women for the first time. I think maybe I was only nine. And it just was this topic that was out there. You know, there was sex in the movies. There was sex on MTV, although I wasn't allowed to watch MTV. Uh, but, but then again, even though it was out there, it wasn't talked about. And so I, I started off at a young age developing some kind of a belief system that it was sinful it was bad you only do it if you're married and if you don't wait till you're married you're going to go to hell um just all kinds i don't have the time right now to list all of the different beliefs that i had back then but there were several and 
therefore it wasn't talked about in my home where my parents sat me down and said your sexuality is powerful your sexuality is beautiful your sexuality isn't something to be ashamed of your period is something that's going to happen and this is why you have your period Um, sex is a beautiful union between two souls it's a powerful time for you to unite soul to soul to experience heaven on earth to give each other pleasure and in order to have a good time you know in the bedroom or wherever you are having sex it's important to know your body it's important to know who you are what you like what you don't like it's important to use your voice it's important to communicate your needs to your partner i mean this these were not conversations that i was having whatsoever i don't think my parents were having them with each other and i don't think their parents had them had these conversations with them and i don't think their parents had the, you know so on and so forth where we we go back it wasn't like this was passed down the thing that was constantly being passed down was the opposite was be ashamed of your sexuality don't talk about sex sex is bad sex is wrong so all this stuff and so the reason one of the main reasons why i'm sharing this is because i don't want to pass on this i don't have children but um but i do have i feel a responsibility with everything that i've learned with everything that i've healed from everything that i've recovered from everything that i've grown from and how i have literally changed so much in the most beautiful way i feel it's my responsibility to pay it forward and to pass on the information so that the next generation and people who are living right now can be informed if they aren't already and can dismantle all the programming that we have you know just kind of come into this world with and it can stop the cycle needs to stop we need to you know start being a part of the new world and the new world going back to you know just innocence and um and all the ways it was kind of supposed to be and everything i think is really i think we're all right on time but at the same time um we're we're going back to order and harmony and where things are mutually beneficial and where sex you know is sacred and where people are educated in a very mindful tactful beautiful genuine healthy way at the appropriate time and age when they feel their parents feel it's necessary or the right time um for their children to you know just start being educated about their own sexuality so this was again not something i was i was ex- experiencing when i was young um when i was 15 and a half i was dating a young man we were both virgins at the time and because a lot of our friends were already having sexual intercourse uh we decided partially because of peer pressure but also out of curiosity we decided we were going to have sex for the first time with each other we decided on a date um and we decided on a place so we educated ourselves to the best of our ability on birth control and i kept this all a secret from my parents because i did not think that it well i didn't think and i also knew it was not something i could communicate openly with them about they would forbid me to have sex i would get in trouble so i just didn't tell them and that's unfortunate because it it just made me think i was doing something wrong it caused a lot of shame and even though i would say that my first sexual experience 
you know, was as good as it could possibly be. I was with a young man that that I knew and we had been dating for quite some time and his parents loved me and it was in a warm bedroom and a beautiful bed bed. It was a water bed and it was planned and, you know, we were young and naive and innocent and we didn't really know what we were doing, but you know, to the best of our ability, we we uh, tried to educate ourselves and and we entered into this new phase of our development. So I remember just being so scared and anticipating this this night that we were going to have sex and not really talking about it much. You know, I wish I wish I could go in some ways I wish I could go back and and knowing what I know now and I could just be like, "Oh my goodness, sweet sweet darling Mandy. Sweet darling girl, come here." you know, come sit down. Like it's, you must just be out of your mind. Like, how are you feeling about this? Are you scared? Do you have questions? Let me just tell you like my experiences like with sex and just how beautiful it is and how important and exactly what you're about to do. Like you're about to unite with another soul and, you know, be present. Notice if you have anything going on in your mind, like any stories in your mind about what, you should be doing and and you should be moaning louder or you should be um, sucking in your stomach and being skinnier like like just pay attention to those things and and question where they're coming from because there's no validity to any of those things those are just things that are maybe going through your mind that you picked up along the way because you saw those things in movies or magazines but the truth is is that you're beautiful and you're loved and you're perfect and you're gorgeous and you're worthy of love. It doesn't matter what you look like on the outside. You are just a beautiful spirit and soul and you're uniting with another beautiful spirit and soul and your bodies are going to merge and that's an important thing to not be taken lightly whatsoever. You're going to be united to this person in a lot of ways forever. So just know what you're about to do and you know of course you're curious of course you have these natural desires you're getting of that age like I wish someone would have just sat down and talked to me so I could have been more informed and more empowered to like own my sexuality instead I just felt like I was just walking through a dark tunnel having absolutely no idea what I was touching what I was seeing what I was smelling what I was feeling and I was just making up stories about what these things were based on the minimal amount of knowledge and experience that I had had up to that point. And so I, you know, I formed all these unfortunate beliefs about men, about women, about what our roles are in the bedroom. And from the very start, the very first time I ever had sex, I didn't express myself. I didn't express my needs because I didn't know what they were. I didn't express what gave me pleasure because I didn't know what gave me pleasure. (laughs) I didn't tell my boyfriend to touch me here or lick me there or I like my nipples caressed because I didn't know. And, you know, you find out what you like through experience, you know, and because I had had no experience up to this point, of course, I, I wasn't exactly sure. But, you know, I wasn't masturbating prior to that, finding out what got me off because to me masturbation was a sin it was something that you don't do and god would be looking at you frowning upon you damning you and you're going to go to hell so of course i wasn't going to explore any of these things on my own certainly wasn't going to talk about them 
was maybe going to kind of talk about it with my girlfriends in high school, but, you know, it was usually with giggles and embarrassment and we didn't even really know how to talk about it or what to talk about either. It was like, did you know so-and-so had sex? And then (laughs) that was about it. So now that I'm older and I've had so much healing in this area, I, I don't even have a long enough podcast to tell you how much I have learned and the things that I have healed and where I am today is just it's a beautiful place and I know that I'm I almost feel like I'm just scratching the surface of what's possible I feel like um, the the ability to connect with another human that we have on this just such deep soul level through sex not just being intercourse but just intimacy touching being with one another giving each other pleasure talking connecting intimacy can also be emotional intimacy with where we're just being very honest with each other crying with each other exposing you know our real thoughts our feelings our desires our fears our anxieties our resentments i mean that's all intimacy i i truly believe that we're all just scratching the surface and it's limitless the amount of pleasure that we can have and bliss and connection and just profound beauty that we can have when we merge our souls in this way so i'm really grateful for where i'm at where i'm at today Um, and it's quite remarkable when i reflect back on where i come from right so i ended up having sex with this young man um when i was 15 and a half and i didn't i didn't let him know how painful it was Instead, I pretended I was really enjoying myself. So that's where the um, not using my voice started and then it continued for decades. I faked an orgasm because I wasn't exactly sure what an orgasm was, how to get it. Um, I guess I, I thought from what I had learned through some minimal exposure to pornography magazines and movies and what I was picking up from what I heard adults talking about, I guess I just sort of thought that women are supposed to have an orgasm through intercourse, through the penetration of the penis going into the vagina. And and so because I wasn't having one or I wasn't sure if I was having one because I didn't know what it felt like because I didn't sit down with people and say, well, what does an orgasm feel like and how will I know? I I just faked it. I just did what I saw the girls do on the movies and I was just like, oh, oh yeah, yeah. And, and then I faked it every other time after that for a long, long time. I made a vow to myself that I would never fake another orgasm and it's been many years since I have. Um, so it's it it's makes me like, kind of want to I want to go back to the Mandy in my 20s and the Mandy in my 30s and and just say sweetheart you know it's okay it's okay that you did this you just you just didn't know what you didn't know but you deserve to have as much pleasure as the man you deserve for this man to take his time and be so patient with you and to want to give you you know just a good time and that you you're allowed to feel comfortable and you're allowed to not feel pressured and 
it's okay if you don't feel orgasm through penetration. A lot of women don't. It actually is going to take you quite possibly a while before you actually climax. Because for women, it can typically take a lot longer. Not always, but it can take sometimes up to 30 minutes before you can actually climax. Whereas for a man, you know, it could take 30 seconds. So it's okay if it takes you a while. It's okay. And, you know, find a partner or communicate to your partner that that he needs to slow down or he needs to... Uh, connect with you emotionally verbally before you actually take your clothes off and that's the way that you're going to open up and feel ready and wet and even present enough to be able to get naked with somebody and feel that level of intimacy and connection and that depth of feeling you know I wish I would have had these conversations but I can have them now I can I definitely have them now I know how to communicate my needs, I know what I like, I know how to please myself, I know how to ask for what I want. And I'm like, I just feel like I'm a newbie when it comes to this. And it's amazing, it feels empowering, it feels freeing, and so no longer do I feel like I'm leaving the bedroom depleted. I used to feel depleted or like I just gave and gave and gave and gave and gave. And then what did I get? Well, what I got was giving that guy a lot. But really, that's not. Because if it's not mutually beneficial, then to me, it's not harmonious and it's not, it's not healthy. It's not good. Somebody is, is hiding. Somebody is lying. Somebody is not telling the truth. And usually that person was always me. Uh, faking, right? Faking the orgasm. So I take full responsibility of that. And I did many years ago. It's like, I'm, I'm responsible for my pleasure in the bedroom. No one ever taught me that. I'm responsible for communicating. Every single woman on the planet has a different vagina. And although we might have labia and a clitoris, and maybe some of us don't because of unfortunate circumstances, then but this, the but the thing is, is that they're all different. They're all, they all want to be stroked different, kissed different, licked different. Some people don't like oral sex. Some people do. Some people like anal play. Some people like missionary. You know, there's just so many different ways in which we we have different tastes and we have different likes and dislikes. And yeah, it's, it, there's just so much that comes to sex. And today, more and more and more, you know, I can own it without feeling shame. I used to feel so much shame about all of this. I my face would turn bright red if we even talked about sex and I had to drink in order to have sex. And I started drinking uh, when I was 18, uh, 17. And I mean, I, I would dare to say that every time I ever had sex, I was drugged, drugged, uh, like not drugged, um, drunk. And sometimes I did use drugs, like very minimal, but I had a period where... Um, I tried marijuana here and there. I never really liked it that much, but I definitely tried it here and there in college and in my 20s. And then I did have like a like a six-month period where I did a lot of cocaine. And thankfully, I never touched it after that. But, um, but typically, I was, yeah, I was intoxicated in some way because I just felt so 
so much shame, so much going on in my head. And in order, I thought in order to be able to just like let go and be cool and be a sex kitten. And that's what I thought I need to be, be sexy. I like, I, I felt like I had to drink. And today, and I'm telling you, I'm a newbie with this today to have sober sex is like, is like, I'm putting my big girl panties on and I'm going through some stuff that is really triggering and pushing past my edges to be like, wow, I have not only big feelings for somebody, I feel emotionally connected to them. I'm exposing my thoughts, my feelings, my desires. I'm exposing like who I am on the inside, you know, my personality and, you know, having really good emotional intimacy. And that's a lot in and of itself. And I'm, you know, developing these deep feelings of love for a person. And and that's a lot to feel because in a lot of ways they call it falling in love because you fall and it's out of your control. You know, it, it, for someone like me who grew up just wanting control, that's what bulimia was all about for me was feeling so out of control in so many areas of my life that controlling my food made me feel safe, made me feel like I could have certainty in some area of my life where everything in my life just felt so uncertain and I felt like such a victim and so disempowered and powerless in so many areas of my life. I did not grow up knowing how to empower myself, how to parent myself, how to become my own best ally. If anything, I was the complete opposite. So um, it's really quite a miracle for me to be able to relate to a human being, being fully present, being fully myself, being fully there, fully feeling my feelings. They're authentic, they're real, they're genuine. I'm not faking them, I'm not faking orgasms, I'm not faking if I like you. I mean, that was unfortunately the way that I was for a really long time. I would, I just, it's just where I come from. And, you know, forgiving myself, having a lot of compassion for myself, I, I just didn't know what I didn't know. But now I know and it's my responsibility to no longer do it anymore and to pass on what I've learned and to pass on what I now know. So I no longer force myself to like someone just because they like me. I no longer force myself to enjoy sex when I don't. I no longer force myself to get aroused when I'm not. I no longer force myself to be in a relationship when it's not comfortable or force myself to shut up when I actually need to speak up. I, I don't do that to myself anymore. I I have vowed to myself that I will live genuinely and authentically no matter what it takes. And if that means I have to leave a group, a community, a job, a relationship, a friendship, or actually a geographical location, a home, I have done that. <laughs> I have done that so many times over and over and over and over again. And I've eventually found more and more of myself become more and more of myself more authentic and now I've landed in a really good spot here in Hawaii where I don't feel like I need to make such big changes like I used to where you know now I'm like I'm I'm friends with the people I'm friends with because I want to be friends with them no one's forcing me to it's not because of some religion it's not because of some group it's just because I really like them and they really like me and I really know who they are and they really know who I am. And we're not pretending to be people that we aren't. And we're having real conversations and we're showing up as our real selves and we're doing life together. We're not codependent. 
We are independent individuals. We want each other to grow and to succeed and we bring things up when we need to bring things up. We have hard conversations when we need to have hard conversations. We take ownership for our feelings. We take ownership for what we're doing. We change when we need to. We admit when we're having a hard time. We cry, we laugh, and it's really beautiful. I, the place I live, I live here because I love it and I want to live here. I chose to live here. I chose to live in Hawaii. I took a giant leap of faith. I made it happen. I sold my paintings. I painted a mural in order to just make the money just to pay for my car to get here. Like I did it. No one did it for me. I did it for me. I had a lot of support by my friends, meaning they were encouraging me. They felt inspired by me. One of my friends even bought a ticket so that she could fly with me on my way here to Hawaii but I just that's all to say that today I'm in a good place in my life you know I am in a band because I want to I I I take work because I feel connected to the work that I take like murals or paintings or a nanny job or a professional organizing job or a client that I'm coaching I I have changed so much and I'm not going to have sex with somebody drunk and I'm not going to have sex with somebody under the influence. I am venturing into a season of my life where I am really showing up to some places that have been scary for me for a long, 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 long time. <laughs> We're talking 46 years where I really, really like somebody and they seem to really like me and then we're connecting on emotional, spiritual, physical level. And my nervous system is getting used to that more and more every day, recalibrating to that. And it's beautiful. It's it's healing. It's healing for both me and the other person. And it's just great, especially given where I come from. Um, there's a lot more to uncover. There's a lot more to unwind and unlearn, um, especially with partners that I've been with. Yes, I have been with partners. I have had... Um, conscious sex where we, um, you know, maybe I'm dating somebody, dating them for a while, and we decide we want to go into that direction. And, you know, we're talking about, are we just friends with benefits? Are we actually doing this because we're suing, pursuing a relationship? Like, what, what are we? <laughs> and I learned to have those conversations to make sure I'm taking care of myself because when I personally, when I have sex, when I engage in that activity, in that experience, I get very connected and it causes all kinds of emotions. And if I'm not aware of where the other person is at, if I can't trust them, if I don't feel safe, then it's really going to cause a lot of unrest and anxiety for me. And I've gotten to the place where I just don't want that anymore. And I'm grateful because what used to be familiar for me was unrest and anxiety and chaos and confusion and not having orgasms and not communicating my needs and feeling so scared of intimacy and so scared of these feelings of love that I would date people I wasn't really that into. I would um, pretend a lot of the time. I would force myself to do things. And a lot of these things weren't even because I was being manipulative. It was just my normal fundamental operating system. It was all I knew, but I have thankfully been a seeker of knowledge and information as a result of pain mostly, 
pain in my body. I mean, not communicating my needs, not communicating my feelings has caused physical pain in my body and so much that I actually live with intense chronic pain. But as I continue to just take care of myself and not shove my own voice down and not force myself to do things and you know not live in a place of confusion and unrest the more i seek after peace and feelings of safety and feelings of familiarity and feelings of feeling like i'm home and the more i make that an absolute where it's like no i'm i'm no longer going to be okay or i'm no longer available for feeling like i'm barely surviving or feeling like I am always being mistreated or I feel like I'm in trouble all the time or the shoe's shoe's gonna drop or I'm just not available for that anymore and I'm so grateful so now I feel not only good in in my you know in my sexuality with another person I, I feel good within my own you know self to express it to understand that it's very powerful it's not something to be used lightly it's not something to manipulate it's not something to use to get your your own way or control men or control a situation our sexuality as women is a beautiful thing we are creators we are the storm we are just these loving nurturing beings that can create life and understanding that power the power that lives between our legs um is is really important to understand and to have humility about it's a balance of like owning it but also like never never using it for anything other than for something that is good you know good for the other person good for you good for the moment if that makes sense um how did i get here i believe there's just been a lot of teachers angels a lot of 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 life leading me down this path and i have sought out the knowledge i have sought out the podcast and the people and the books and the and i just want to and have wanted to and continue to want to like i i ask god basically like god where where am where am i still like where do i still have a blind spot where where am you god you had this beautiful idea in your mind uh, and this beautiful intention with creating a man and a woman and and sex what where am i still not lined up with that where am i where do i still need to be healed within my own body and my mind and my spirit in that regard and and i i love that because up to my own device left up to my own devices i i can only know what i know but when i put it out there in a prayer form i feel like that's what brings in the information that dismantles the faulty belief systems and and then i'm usually what happens is i meet a person like i'll meet a man and i'll enter into 
a whole new level of relating, a whole new level of connecting, a whole new depth of intimacy. And it freaks me out sometimes in the beginning. <laughs> and I have the, you know, I have this inclination to like either run away or I get really controlling or super anxious. But more and more, as I go to these new levels and I go the distance with this one particular person, right? So a person comes in my life, I experience what I experience, and then it seems like there's nothing left we can do together. So it's time to move on, aka, you know, break up. And I've had the absolute wonderful um, experience to now break up in such a conscious, amicable way. I can think of my recent past um, boyfriends and the people I've dated. You know, I'm so grateful for them because they've been teaching me, I've been teaching them, I've been showing up and learning how to use my voice and how to express what I need, right? And a lot of this, I'm like, oh my God, trial and error. And and I can only learn how to do relationship through relationship and be like, all right, well, I'm still probably operating from an old belief system, but all I can do is just keep moving and and I keep changing, if that makes sense. And so there was this one particular person that was just oh, was such a beautiful spirit and really healed a lot within that time of being with this this boyfriend but I knew that in order to continue on this path and be authentic I I had to end it I didn't I didn't end my love for him I still love him but I didn't want what he wanted he wanted a long-term relationship and I just realized I was not actually going to be able to go the distance with him and be fully satisfied I was going to be not giving myself what I needed because the emotional intimacy was there there was a feeling of of connectedness on that level but my physical needs were not being met completely and it took a, a while for me to not feel horrible about that not feel shame about that to completely own that and then to be able to own it enough where when I did finally make the decision to leave the relationship I had peace I didn't feel lingering guilt or regret or anything like that I knew that it was actually the most loving thing for me to do for both me and him and if I were to have stayed with him he would be getting a woman who was only staying with him out of codependency or out of regret or guilt or fear of not finding somebody else um that was not a place that I was willing to live in. I was not willing to stay in a relationship out of fear or guilt or anxiety or pressure or anything. If I'm going to be in a relationship, it's going to feel right. No relationship obviously is perfect. I know that, but there's a difference between something that isn't perfect but feels right. And I know that now because I have more and more experiences that are sh that aren't just things I'm reading in a book where I'm like gosh one day I I hope it, I experience what it feels like to feel when a relationship feels safe and feels right and feels like home you know now you know I've I actually can say that I've I've met someone where I feel safe and I feel things I just have never felt before and I know that there's even more to experience in the world. So um, it's just 
an amazing journey. So how I've gotten here was both through, I feel in a lot of ways God did for me what I couldn't do for myself. And even though I wasn't looking for it, things found me. But then it's also been me looking for things and searching Google for podcasts on orgasming or how to talk to your partner about sex and I'm I'm just I just love I'm a seeker of information let's just say I'm a seeker of knowledge I really just want to find out what the human potential is um, and I want to live it out for this time that I have on this earth for however long it might be and I'm not willing to live a day in fear and I'm not willing to do what I used to do which was to not be authentic in my relationships and and stay in things out of fear I'm just not I'm not willing to do that time and time again I found out that life always takes care of me whenever I put self-love and faith out there whenever I choose to take an action and it's out of love life always holds me no matter how scary it is because it can be scary to follow your bliss it can be scary to follow pleasure it can be scary to follow self-love it can be scary to follow your desires because it could mean that you might be hurting another or leaving a group or leaving something or you're leaving something that was really familiar but you but it it's no longer working because it's keeping you stuck it's you're not growing there if you're not growing If you're not able to be your free, full, self-expressed, authentic self, why the fuck would you want to be there? Why would you want to be there? Because a lot, I know why, because a lot of people are afraid of the unknown. And I have had just so many experiences of venturing into the unknown, of literally just like walking off the cliff and hoping that there's going to be a platform to save me below. And I know that if I just walk off the cliff because I know that no longer land is safe anymore, then I'm like, there's gonna be something there's gonna be something that's gonna catch me because when I walk towards self-love authenticity when I walk towards God when I walk towards me when I walk towards being honest with myself and it takes fucking guts takes fucking guts and courage to admit who you really are and what you really want it takes a lot of guts to show up in the bedroom sober fully admitting how much you are just in love with somebody fully opening up your bleeding heart to tell them how you feel maybe when they haven't told you how they felt yet but it's how you feel and you you tell your desires you it's vulnerable to really express yourself i i know this as being an artist and a musician it's i can get up there in front of an entire crowd of people and sing a bunch of cover songs but you ask me to sing one of my original songs in front of three people and i feel like i want to hide it's it can be so scary but it's also so freeing. Those are the most freeing moments because when you just own your own self, when you love yourself, when you value yourself, when you do it for yourself, then you're free. Then the rest of it just ends up falling into place and the rest of it doesn't matter how if you're invalidated or validated on the external. But the funny thing is, is the more that you own who you really are, the more that you find yourself reflected back to you in the world. You you look in the mirror which is aka the world and you're like this is really me like these really are the people that i really love these this really is where i need to live like this all of this around me just really feels like me i would choose this i would choose this my life used to be 
where I wasn't choosing things. They would choose me and I would choose them because I felt like I had to. I'd fall into relationships. Thing, relationships would just happen. I wasn't a con, like I wasn't a creator of my life. And I still, I'm still trying to heal from this. I'm still got a long way to go with, you know, being more of a creator of my life and more self-sovereign and more independent. But, you know, I'm learning how to create the life that I want for myself. If I want to be a solo artist, I have to create it. If I want a beautiful relationship, I have to create it. I have to know what it is that I'm wanting. And then I have to like trust that both the universe is going to bring me what I need. And also I get to create it as well because I am a creator. I was born in the image of the creator and I too can create as well. And so this podcast hopefully is one that's empowering um, and not one that's at all shaming or judgmental or anything. But just to put the information out there that a lot of the times we just don't know what we don't know and life will bring us things when we're ready, even if we don't know that we're ready or we don't think we're ready or we don't quite understand. But the universe knows what's best for us. And I, for one, want to just taste the sweetness of life, the sweetness of union, sacred union and sexuality and all this, the beauty of art and music and dance and and just nature and the sunsets and the rain. I'm looking out right now out my window at these beautiful big banana trees and the big banana leaves and it's raining today here in Hawaii and it's just, it's just so vibrant and alive. And when I look out the window, it matches what is in my soul. I'm not this person who's stuck inside of myself living a life where my outsides are not matching my insides. I want my insides to match my outsides. They used to not, but now they do. So hopefully we can all uh, admit if our outsides are not matching our insides or our insides are not matching our outsides and we can do the work because it takes work and the work is worth it. Or we can be lazy fucks and just be victims and not, you know, care or maybe we're not lazy fucks. Sometimes it's just a lack of worthiness. Um, And sometimes it can be laziness or it can be fear or anxiety or whatever it is. We get to a point, hopefully, where we just want to grow and we want to experience something different. And maybe someone comes into our life that gives us a smidge of hope, which gives us a little bit of a light down a tunnel that we never knew that we could go down. And we're like, wow, I want that. I want to experience that. I don't know how to get there. I didn't even know that that existed but I definitely don't want to be where I am right now. I want to be like where you're at. You know, I want to feel that freedom. I want to feel that that healing and that recovery. And it's possible. So it's definitely possible in the realm of sexuality for sure. And I just wanted to share just a little bit, um, kind of a riff of my experiences with that. So again, um, I'm a life relationship and love coach. If you want a safe, non-judgmental space just to be witnessed and to talk about sex you know uh, topics like sexuality men and women I am definitely available Um, you can dm me email me and we can talk about what it is that you're wanting or feeling like you need in your life and we can help you to get from point a to point b I take clients you can book you know six appointments with me just one appointment with me sometimes people book like 10 appointments with me and then they spread them out Um, They do like six appointments and then they keep like the last four for when they feel like they need like a, you know, like a a reminder phone call or just to get clicked back in. 
but I'm also an artist and a musician. If you're ever in the Honolulu area, please come out and watch um, my band perform. It's such amazing music. So I think I'm going to close now. I hope that you have found something in this podcast that was beneficial for you. And I'll, I'll, I guess I'm, I won't see you, but we'll meet again in my next podcast on Monday. Thanks so much. Bye.